Don't forget my Cold Sports MVPs. Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, is yours for free today, right now. All you have to do is go to ColeJohnsonOnline.com and get that copy. That's right. Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks of all time, for free. Go get it. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to one and all. This is the podcast that is always suitable for work, home, family, play, driving, schools, even church. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, Cole Johnson, and you have just entered the zone called Sports on Another Level. And on this podcast, of course, you're going to get headlines, as you always do. I'm going to talk about Charles Barkley and his, how should I say it, bias against the Warriors. And I'm going to put a subject that I really need to do so upon further review. But for right now, let's get to those headlines. Dateline, Foxborough. What it looks like, the New England Patriots are playing musical chairs on defense. I'll get to it on my next headline bit. But for this one, ex-St. Louis Ram... I mean ex-Los Angeles Ram, who played in St. Louis... Defensive uh, defensive end Chris Long is now a New England Patriot, and it's it's um, it's amazing how the hoodie I'm sorry Bill Belichick can just simply pull rabbits out of his hat. It just is seemingly a trait of his that he can just get the right talent at the right time, no matter when, no matter how, no matter where. It could be the free agency means it could be the draft it could be someone who is actually trying to play out the string and may make the team from preseason no matter what that team always seems to find the right talent that fits the core of what they are about now of course with this with this signing that the Patriots just made Room had to be made for it, which comes to the next headline. Dateline, Glendale. (laughs) Defensive end Chandler Jones is off to Arizona. That's right. The Cardinals traded for uh, Chandler Jones, of course, for picks in return. And... This helps out both teams because the Cardinals want to have a presence, a stronger presence up up front. And I, I personally believe that they felt as though things just fell short in their playoff run where they did okay but could have done better in the NFC Divisional round against the Packers and they just simply fell completely apart in the NFC Championship game. 
Now Chandler Jones, he's, he's very talented. Die got 12 and a half sacks last year, but the problem with him is he cannot put the Buddha down. And we will address that issue in another podcast. In the by portion of their playoff run this past year in the pl- uh, in the playoffs, Jones OD'd supposedly off of synthetic marijuana. And normally people don't trade away a good talent like him. There has to be something else that's involved in why they were so eager to move Chandler. Well, we shall see, but hopefully he does well in the desert. But from a player that is going somewhere to another that is staying put. Dateline, Denver. C.J. Anderson was offered a four-year, $18 million contract by the Miami Dolphins. And Elway, at the last minute, said, we will match that offer sheet. Come on back, Mr. Anderson. Now, I was under the understanding for me that the Broncos have lost so many pieces. They lost Osweiler. They lost Jackson. They lost Trevathan. Decent-sized pieces on their team. Now, Ware restructured his contract, so he stayed. And Miller was franchised, so he was going to stay no matter what. But I think if they lost Anderson, this would have been an absolute mitigating failure in the free agent portion of the year for the Broncos because, well, their quarterback at present is Mr. Butt Fumble. I mean, Mark Sanchez. But this was a good signing uh, because the Broncos needed to have at least his presence there. And if they decide to draft a running back, which I think they will, knowing uh, head coach Gary Kubiak like I do, he probably will find a running back in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round and sign him. But this was a great signing for the Broncos. They needed to have something stable in the backfield because they're going to have a new quarterback to run that team. And you need to have stability there. Now, of course, the next step, I think, for them would be to build or at least rebuild their offensive line. Let's see if they do that. Dateline, Baltimore, and Minneapolis. Wide receiver Mike Wallace, who was a member of the Minnesota Vikings, is now a member of the Baltimore Ravens. But before leaving, Wallace had to give a parting shot to his former quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Now, why would he do this, I may ask? Who knows? Who knows? But what I do know is that it's absolutely ridiculous that he actually just waxed poetic, dropped his bomb, and left. The quote that just makes me shake my head and, and scratch it, basically, is 
the following, and I quote, when this process started, I knew that I wasn't going back to Minnesota. I was like, I need a good quarterback. I need a quarterback who I know is proven and can get things done. Flacco, he's always been that guy. Close quote. Here's the problem that I have about that comment. You want to play with a proven quarterback, but ever since you left the Steelers, and that's now been, what, three years ago? You are not a proven wide receiver, Mr. Wallace. So before you pop off that take of wanting to be with a, quote, elite, unquote, quarterback, or a quarterback, as you said, is the guy who can get things done, why don't you get on the field and get things done yourself you understand what i'm saying you dig i know you do son forget who throws you the ball catch it dateline washington dc so apparently the washington nfl franchise is wanting to build a new stadium you heard me right yes FedEx Field is old and obsolete. Yeah, after what, 22 years? 23 years maybe? They're looking to build a new stadium. In an effort to, I guess, keep up with the Joneses, literally, Washington NFL franchise hired a, an architect to design a stadium. And one of the renderings of what the architect drew was that of one stadium with Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. A moat. Yes, yes. A moat. Yes. The the same same thing that you would normally build around castles. Yes, a moat. Yeah, so what we're gonna have? Are we gonna be is it gonna be like how uh how PNC Park in, in San Francisco is gonna be? Oh, I'm sorry, how uh A T T Stadium in, in in San Francisco is going to be where you can you can cruise in a boat out of right field and if someone hits a homer they can just simply they, they can simply drive to the ball and pick it up off the water and just scoot on out oh 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 wait a minute yeah i mean DC is a wonderful place for surfing oh my gosh that's a wonderful place oh i could just see it right now i mean you people line up for miles around in DC to actually get out their surfboard and ride the wave. Oh my gosh, that is so brilliant. Come on, man. A moat. Look, you got a stadium right now that is functional as it is. Remodel that stadium in any way possible and forget about rebuilding a stadium or building a new one. Just because you were butthurt, Mr. Snyder, that Jerry Jones built a castle or a castle of a stadium, basically built the Taj Mahal of all stadiums, does not mean that you have to build a Taj Mahal of your own in the nation's capital or around the area. Don't waste the people's money in the D.C. area. Or... If you want this stadium bad enough, 
foot 100% of the bill yourself. Because there's no need to build a stadium with a moat. Sometimes these things just write themselves. When I come back, I'm going to put a really good subject upon further review. But immediately following this break, Charles Barkley popping off at the mouth once again. What does he have to say this time? Be right back. You're listening to Cole Sports. Sports on another level. On ColeJohnsonOnline.com and YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, Cole Sports is now on iTunes. You heard me correctly. Cole Sports is now on iTunes. Go there right now, subscribe, rate, and review to your heart's content. Cole Sports! Now online at iTunes. Welcome back. The hatred for the Golden State Warriors seemingly continues. And I I laugh at this because I am not a Warriors fan. But when I see greatness, I appreciate it. And we're seeing greatness here. And as of the recording of this podcast... We're talking about a team that has lost in four and a half months' time, in four and a half months of games, six times. This team, an NBA team, has lost six times since Halloween, and we are now in mid-March. This is March Madness. Six games that this team has lost, yet... We have those like Charles Barkley who opines that they're not going to repeat as champion. The now TNT Inside the NBA analyst said on Stephen Colbert's show, and I quote, They have a terrific team. They've been great for the NBA. I'm telling you right now, they're not going to win the championship this year. Close quote. Now, I can already debunk one of the things you just said, Mr. Barkley. In that quote, you said that they've been great for the NBA. I could have sworn at one time you actually said that they're not so great for the NBA because they're making the season boring. 
Yes, the excellence that they have executed all throughout the season because they're so head and shoulders above everybody else, which really is not true because the the Spurs really are somewhat nipping at their heels, although there's a small amount of distance between them. You opine that, yeah, you'd like to see them, but the fact that they're doing so good and every other team is basically not doing so well and and they have beaten teams like the Spurs, like the Bulls, and like a few other teams by 30 points, that they make the season boring. Now, when you were a basketball player, 20 years ago, there was a team that, of course, you loud because you, 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 you support vehemently because even though you say that you're no longer friends with this man, you are a fan of, of Michael Jordan. I didn't hear you say that the Bulls were making the sport boring because they were reeling off a season where they won 72 games, which is now, which is now the single-season mark in most wins in an in, in NBA year. I didn't hear you opine that, and three years before then, you boldly made a commercial for Nike saying, I am not a role model. So I know that you were not a wallflower even back then. So for you to pop off at this take, which one is absolutely off base, two is absolutely wrong, and three, you got to be out your mind to even speak it, lets me know that you fundamentally are nothing more than a talking head. Listen, man, you actually break down the sport a whole lot more than I do. And the fact that you can actually say this team that from Halloween to mid-March has only lost six games, they're not going to win the championship. It's absolutely ludicrous. But I get it, though. I fully do get it. I certainly get it, Mr. Barkley. Didn't you say that they weren't going to win last year's championship because, quote, a small ball team can't win an NBA championship, close quote. Didn't that come out your mouth? Because if it didn't, I apologize. But since I know it did... We knew you were wrong then, and we knew you were wrong before you popped off with that take. And what made me happy was that when the season started up, the Warriors franchise sent you a shirt where you had to wear it. It was gold, and it said, Warriors 1, Barkley 0. And on top of it, it said, NBA Championships. Look. Barkley, I find you entertaining. I find that you can be smart. And I find the fact that you are bold and you will say whatever is on your mind and whatever is in your heart. And I actually appreciate that part of you. But sometimes I have to question your basketball acumen and basketball IQ. What are your two eyes seeing? And as I said, not only do you break down the sport more than I do, you played in it. 
what are you seeing that I'm not? Because I'm seeing a team that has the reigning MVP on it that is actually playing so good now that he could win this year's MVP and most improved player of the year. Which I don't think has ever been done. But it could be done and Curry can be the guy. And you keep saying that a jump shooting team can't win championships. Well, if a jump shooting team can can average 10 threes a game, it doesn't matter. What matters is if you can put the ball in the hole more often and with more regularity than your opponent. So for the fact that you actually say a team that has six losses will not hoist a trophy three, run, three months from now is absolutely ludicrous. But then again, look at whom I'm talking about. When I return, we're going to put a subject that really needs to be under further review. Right back. One last time, my MVPs, why your go ain't mine is available for you right now. All you have to do is go to ColeJohnsonOnline.com and get that for free. That's right, ColeJohnsonOnline.com. Why your goat ain't mine. The five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. You get that for free. Why your goat ain't mine. The five greatest quarterbacks of all time. Go get it! On my next podcast, we're going to discuss a very popular subject. We're going to put a popular subject on the further review. And along with that, I'm going to award, of course, the adult of the week for this week. That is for the next podcast. But for this one, I'm going to put a subject needing for many years to be put upon further review. I'm going to need some help with this. And and what do I need help with? Well, uh, let me explain. The current basketball head coach for the University of Louisville program, Rick Pitino, 
has been recently under fire for an escort scandal that has taken place in Miranda Hall, which basically that bears the name of his brother-in-law who was lost in the 9-11 tragedy. One of them I'm needing help with understanding, well, let, let me set the stage and set the scene for you. From 2010 to around 2014, there was activity in the hall I mentioned that was constant. These parties had alcohol and strippers that the escort service provided. And during these recruitment trips to the university, this was, I guess you could say, a perk of the recruits. And the liaison between the players in the escort service was a college assistant, Andre McGee. He was then the director of basketball operations. Well, when, when Patina was asked about this, he said, quote, there is no coach in college basketball, no head coach in college basketball that would hear this type of behavior and then immediately not fire anybody who was involved or discipline anybody who was involved. And how it didn't get back to anybody at any time is mind-boggling. Close quote. Really, Rick. So you mean to tell me that you turned a blind eye to happenings in a dormitory on the school in which you get paid millions of dollars to coach 18 to 21 year olds in basketball and you had no idea that your recruits were getting trim on the campus? Are you that blind? Are you that naive or do you think that we are that naive? How in the world would you think or how in the world would you even come close to peddling off the understanding that you had no clue or idea that these recruits were getting these sexual favors on campus? What gets me is that You all have to go into these would-be players' homes. You have to look these players' mothers and some homes their fathers in the eye, and you have to say to them, look, they're under my care. 
when I get when when they get to school. Your boy, he will go to school. He will play hard, and he will learn how to be a man from me. You did such a great job getting him to the precipice of manhood. Now it's time for me to take what you have taught him and refine and finish what you guys have wonderfully started. I'm going to treat your boy like he's my boy. I'm going to treat your son like he's my son. You've done this for the last 30 years, so you know how the game goes, Patino. You know how it works. You know what to say to sell these parents and to sell a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old that your program, be it Providence, be it Kentucky, be it Louisville, that your program is the place to be in order to hang banners on top of arenas and to get the schooling necessary to get to the next level in life. The fact that you can sit there and speak to people and say that you had no clue as to all of this going down, I find that very hard to believe. In fact, the, the self-described escort, Katrina, Katina Powell, said the same thing. <laughs> I mean, this is so sordid. The escort that spoke about this on ESPN Outside the Lines said that it was so sad, it was so sick, that she, de she, she accounted all of this in detail in a journal and had two of her daughters in the escort service with them and they were simply getting down with the recruits. They were the same age as most of these recruits that were coming in. They themselves were 16, 17, 18. And they were servicing these would-be recruits in hopes that the school could actually have them put on the Cardinal in black and dunk on the fast break come January and February and March. So they could cut down the nets and hoist an NCAA championship trophy after the national championship game in April. Come on, man. You had, you had to know something was going on. You had to know. You had to know. I, I just can't follow how you can simply turn a blind eye to this. This is your program. You sold these parents a bill of goods that they'll be taken care of. And, well, actually, you didn't lie. They were being taken care of. Seemingly, your players all had happy endings. And I'm not talking about the kind where they grab a sheepskin and say that they have, they have enjoyed their four-year experience at the university. 
I mean, one that lasts maybe five minutes. So at a press conference about this matter before this season started, and this would have to be back in October, Patino said to a press pool, quote, it hit us all like a bombshell. But we will find the truth, whatever that may be. And people will pay the price for any wrongdoing that may occur. Close quote. I hope you pay the price for this wrongdoing that you allowed to occur. You put one program in probation. You now are about to put a second program in the same state. How disappointing are you, Mr. Patino? If you happen to like this podcast or anyone preceding this one, why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Facebook at Cole Sports. Again, sports with a Z. You can also follow me on YouTube. And if you are looking at me on YouTube, check the description box below and click on any of the links I just mentioned. Then like, subscribe, share. Most importantly, enjoy. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... 